appreciate that. Hey, it is my privilege this morning to introduce my friend, Pastor Meshach, to you. Uh, thank you so much for the doctors on, on scene who are responding to the emergency as well. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Um, we have Pastor Meshach with us today, and it is such a, a privilege and an honor for me to um, just introduce him. met uh, Charlie and Meshach uh, many years ago. We would often um, meet in the crash room of the pastor's conferences because we have children uh, similar in age. And then we as spouses would take turns to go attend uh, a conference session while the other spouse look after the kids and in the crash room. And then we would swap. And that's, uh, that's uh, how we first met. And, um, and we remember even back in the day, actually, I think it was Charlene who first mentioned, said, I think we need to just keep in touch. I think there is something about our lives that are going to just connect, and, and we're going to do this for long term. And then over the years, he's, um, he's, uh, Pastor Meshach has just become a, a friend, a brother, a mentor, a prayer partner, a coach. And uh, every now and then, uh, we see in the Bible that God raises up certain people with a certain gift for a certain time. The gift of the Holy Spirit is available to everybody. God is not a, a God is not partial. Every person has the gift of the Holy Spirit. But the book of book of Ephesians chapter 4 says some people not all but some people have another gift and they themselves become the gift of the apostle the prophet the pastor the teacher evangelist and pastor Misha carries a very strong prophetic anointing he carries something of the presence of god that can shift gears in your life and today the bible says if you honor the prophet as a prophet you will receive the prophet's reward and at the end of our service we will also have a chance to receive an offering for pastor Meshach and for his ministry because we want our hearts to be open to bless him and we want him to go away feeling so invigorated and blessed and we want him to come back uh, with uh, with such joy in his heart so can i encourage you to lean in make sure your praise is the loudest in the room we praise god not to make the preacher feel good we praise god to activate our faith to make sure that the words we are receiving are being manifested in our own lives charlene and mishek thank you we consider you friends we consider you uh, some of our closest friends we honor the grace and the anointing that's on your life last time you were here i introduced you as the senior leaders of uh, of family what was the name of the church riverside family church in southampton you no longer pastor a church in southampton mishek is now the church planting director for assemblies of god and uh, with a vision to plant 400 churches in the next 10 years our goal Six years, 400 churches in the next six years. Our goal for this year was 20 churches next year, 30 next year, 60. And as of today, we've got 17 for the year planted already. God is doing something in this country and we're grateful. We're grateful for all that God is doing. So Beacon Church, shall we rise to our feet and put our hands together and welcome to the stage, Pastor Mishek. Wow, it's so great to be with you. Uh, Can you just remain standing for a moment? Uh, Because we we, we need to praise the one who deserves the highest praise in the room. Uh, His name is Jesus. 
And, and just for the next few moments, I would encourage you to, to get ready to lift up the name of Jesus to the highest level that you've ever done before. And this is the reason why we need to do this. Uh, whenever we praise him, there is something of his presence that inhabits our praise. But watch this. Praise is not just us making some kind of empty noise. We've got to realize that every time we think about praising God, if I'm going to praise you, I'm not just going to praise you with, uh, without attaching something that you did for me. So, for example, my wife and I have had an amazing time, uh, you know, just being looked after, being hosted. So I can I can praise Kelly and say, Kelly, thank you for what you have done. You managed to make sure that everything was in place. You managed to make sure that my wife had an amazing time. You managed to make sure that everything that we needed for our visit is absolutely in place. Can you see how? That praise is completely different to, oh, Kelly, you're amazing, thank you. And then just move on to the next thing. You attach praise to specific things that somebody has done. And when it comes to us praising God, I need you just to take a few moments to have a think about what the Lord has done over your life and what he did for you. Whether it was one year ago, two years ago, maybe even last week or maybe just a few moments ago, I want you to go back to that place. I want you to think of that thing that he's done for you where you know for a fact that if it wasn't for the Lord who did that for you, your life would never be where it is right now. I need you to go back to that place and just really begin to feel what the Lord has done in that moment for you. Just say, Lord, you know what? I thank you. And when I say to you now, Beacon Church, let's give praises to the Lord. I need you to be speaking that out and actually call out what he did. Don't just clap your hands and just say, make some noise. I need you to clap your hands, make some noise and say exactly what the Lord has done for you. Because when you do that, he will begin to respond to what he's already done. And when you praise him for what he did, you will find faith for what he is about to do. Because you will begin to feel confident that, hey, he's the God who did this thing for me. And I know he'll do something else. I'm believing him for a miracle over there. But I'm going to take a few steps back and start praising him for what he's done before. Lord, I thank you for my family. Lord, I thank you for my marriage. And I'm believing that you're about to do something else over here. So Beacon Church, I'm going to encourage you right now. In the name of Jesus, lift up a praise to King Jesus in the room. Come on, lift up the praise. Thank him for what he has already done and begin to believe him for what he is about to do. Come on, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Give him praise, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my family, Lord. I thank you for my job. Lord, I thank you because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this job. It was your favor. Lord, I thank you for my business. It's your favor. Lord, I thank you that my husband is saved. Lord, I thank you that my children are with you. Lord, I thank you that my wife is saved. Lord, I thank you. Come on, lift up the praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise him. I honor you, Father, in this place. Ah, katererebosimahan. Praise Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Every single one of us in here has something to thank Jesus for. This is not hype. This is praise. You attach praise to something that He has done. 
Say, Lord, I thank you. Ah. Santa Paparosia. He deserves all our praises. He deserves all our praises. I know your life is not perfect right now. I know there are other things that you need the Lord to do for you. I know you've got an A4 paper full of things that you're asking God for. But before we get to asking Him for some stuff, why don't we thank Him for the things He's already done? Why don't we take, just take a few more moments to thank Him for what He has done? I know. I know we have more things to ask. I know. I know. I've got things to ask for. I know. But I want to thank Him for what He's already done. I'm going to thank you for what he has already done. Hey, I know you want to ask for more, but before we ask, let's thank him for what he has already done. Let's thank him for what he has already done. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that I couldn't be a father. I wouldn't be a dad today. It did not be for you, my Lord. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a dad if it wasn't for you, Lord. Huh. You know, for some of you, you might be thanking him for other things. And keep praising, by the way, if you just keep thanking him. I'm just telling you a bit of my story, but keep thanking him anyway. I'm married to an amazing woman called Charlene over here. And, and when we got married, the, the, the worst news we could ever receive as a young married couple was the fact that we were told but by the doctors that we couldn't have children that was the first thing we were told that we couldn't have children and I remember we lived in Devon at that time and as we were doing that we, we went into the, into the hospital and as we were sat in this room and they, the, the, the week before they had done a, a, a scan over my wife's womb and they basically said she would be better off without her womb and they said we need to actually mo- to, 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 to do a surgery to remove her womb and I remember that day seven days after and they said look we need you to sign a waiver form as a husband because when she goes into surgery if anything goes wrong we don't want you to sue the hospital so we just need you to sign the waiver form and I remember sitting there thinking okay I took this pen and as I was about to sign there was a we were in this room and we were sat we, we had a panel of three doctors there was a senior consultant there was a GP and there was a junior doctor and as they were sat there in front of us as I was about to sign this waiver form the Holy Spirit said to me stop and in that moment I stopped signing and as I stopped the most junior doctor in that panel just piped up and said hey before she goes into surgery can we just do a pregnancy test and now in that moment that doesn't make any sense because seven days before that they had already done a scan in the womb there was absolutely nothing in the womb so they know she can't be pregnant we can't have children so that was just done and this young junior doctor persisted and continued to insist that they do a pregnancy test. Now, if you know anything about medical hierarchy, you know that if you're the most junior doctor on the panel, you don't speak unless you're spoken to. But something was being stirred up in the heart of this junior doctor that she continued to persist and kept saying, hey, can we just do a pregnancy test before she goes in? The senior consultant finally gave in and said, okay, fine. When you take her out to do the blood before she goes into surgery, just do the pregnancy test then. Five minutes later, the consultant came back. She's the one who actually came back first and said, listen, I don't know how to explain this to you, but somehow you will not be needing this paperwork anymore because your wife is now pregnant. We can't explain it. We don't understand it. 
but we just know that she's pregnant. So what we're going to do now is instead of taking her into surgery, we now need to take her straight into the maternity unit because we need to do a proper scan because maybe, just maybe, it might be a faulty pregnancy test. But how many of us know that when you have given your life to Jesus Christ, there are no coincidences. When God is in your life, he will move things and he will do things that will defy logic and knowledge. We went into this little room you know those kind of rooms that are really nice and mellow it's like similar lighting to this room really calm we had been in the same room seven days before and I remember looking at that screen and there was absolutely nothing on that screen and they were actually just marking putting X's on the bits that they would need to cut in order to get the womb out and we were back into this room again and they, they didn't even need to do an internal scan they did an external scan and literally within moments those little colorful dots were already popping up showing that there is a heartbeat in the womb and I know that in that moment God that was a real miracle that had already happened in our lives and what happened next was they said we need to, we need to actually check how far gone she is and then they had to do their me- you, know, you know when they do the little measurement thing to see how far When they measured, when they measured this little heartbeat and trying to see how far gone she she was, I remember the sonographer looking at me thinking, this doesn't make any sense. Because seven days before, there was nothing in the womb. But seven days later, She's seven weeks pregnant. So when we talk about a God, when we talk about a God who is outside of time, it's not a figure of speech. It's not just something that the Bible says. It is a reality that you and I get to enjoy. Sometimes God is going to give us miracles that are outside of time. to encourage you to stop expecting miracles that are limited within the time restrictions but I dare you to expect God to do a miracle that is outside of the limitations of time some of you in this room and this is the word I'm getting in my heart right now some of you in this room have given up because your miracle has taken too long and now based on your calculations you think it's too late But I dare you to get back into the prayer closet and say, Lord, I am believing you for a miracle that is outside of the restrictions of time. Oh, how do you explain seven days before empty womb, seven days later, seven weeks pregnant? How do you explain that? Medically, they couldn't explain it. Do you know what they did? For the next three to six months, they kept scanning her every other month to check, double check, triple check, quadruple check until they were convinced when she was like this that this baby is not going anywhere. So give Jesus the highest praise in the room. mighty 
you are worthy there is nobody like you and that's why we lift up your name in this place you do things that defy our understanding you do things that defy our knowledge you do things that defy our understanding and that's why we lift your name up you are mighty in this place be glorified in beacon church may you find praise in beacon church some of you have given up I'm, I'm here I believe the Lord is just stirring in my heart don't give up I know you've been you've been through a lot yeah I know you've been through a lot it's been hard it's been hard and even in this moment to find something to just release to the Lord as praise it's hard it's difficult it's painful I know but this is the encouragement of the Lord for you he says just try me one more time try me one more time I'm reminded of that time when the prophet Elisha and his servant and and there was a famine in the land and, and, and the prophet had made a declaration the skies were bright and sunny and, and, and there was no sign of rain and I remember I remember the word of God saying the prophet sent the servant out and said listen go and check again and there was absolutely nothing he said go and check again go and check again and then there was a one more time if I was the servant I would have given up by point number two or point number three because I would be like listen dude nothing is happening right it's bright and sunny out there there is nothing happening I would have given up but there is something that happens in our hearts when we just go one more time and say Lord you know what it's been hard I felt the pain I felt the difficulty but we're going to go one more time and then the servant when he went for the last time and he took a look it was still sunny it was still bright but there was just a small cloud the size of a feast and he said to them well there is nothing really major out there but there is there just happens to be a small cloud the size of a fist and in that moment the prophet says this he says well (laughs) that's all I need right now you need to go and tell the king that he needs to go right now because it's about to rain Beacon Church I have an announcement for you this morning it might be sunny it might be dry outside but it's about to it's about to rain it's about to rain it's about to rain it's about to rain and here's the thing about rain rain is an irritation for some people but rain only matters to those who have seed in the ground when you know you have sowed something in the ground you, you, you can't wait for rain because you know it's an essential part for something to be birthed and something to manifest and something to be grown and I wonder if this ooh.
I pray for you? I was here and the the moment I just turned, it's like the Lord has just transferred the weight that is set on your heart right now. I have no idea what's happening in your life and, and I don't need to know. But just the sheer weight that has just hit my heart as I looked at you. stretch hands forth and pray just pray you don't need to know the story you don't need to know and just maybe some of you might know might know him that's that's fine that's cool but but all I know is when the spirit of God just moves and he shifts your heart towards somebody and says whoa what what's happening there and he places something in your heart you know you need to pray so we're going to pray father in the name of Jesus I thank you for your son lift the weight lift the weight on his heart right now pain, disappointment discouragement, whatever it is Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, I don't even need to know his name, I don't need to know who he is, because I know you know him, all I know is that in the split second you play, you transferred what's on his heart and you placed in my heart to draw my attention so that I can pray and we can pray collectively right now and that's exactly what we're going to do Father in the name of Jesus lift the burden, lift the pain lift the discouragement lift, 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 lift lift, lift, lift and replace it with peace, with joy in the Holy Ghost replace it with peace and joy in the Holy Ghost replace it with peace and joy in the Holy Spirit Everything that has been destroyed, everything that has been broken, Lord, you rebuild in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you knew that this moment would happen. I had no idea, but God, you knew that this moment would come and you would remember your son. Peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Can I get one or two men to just 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 continue praying and interceding with him, please? Just 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 it's gotta be lifted. There is no point coming into church if we go back exactly the same. What's the point? What would be the point? The first time you came up when you were playing, when you're doing your happy birthday duet, and you stood there, I looked up, and as I looked up, I saw the amount of the word I heard from the Lord was for you is reliability, reliability, and the Lord said, "You're the kind of guy who." 
if you say you're going to do something, you want to do it. And it's like the Lord is saying, very rarely does he find people whom he can confidently say, you know when you find someone, so for me, your pastor is one of those guys for me. When this guy says he's going to do something, I cross it off my list, even before it's completed. Yeah. The moment he says to me, bro, I'll get it done. It's done. In my mind, it's out. I'm not even going to think about it again. Now, this is what the Lord will say to you. He says, based on the things that you have been doing in the secret place, the time spent in the secret place, the, the, the unseen hours, this, this moment, right? Even these moments, you, you don't like this stuff. You know, when you're out in the open, you don't even like this. Like, you know, you'd rather just be hidden. You, you, in, in, in military terms, you would be the likes of the SAS. You know, you, you, you would do things in the private and secret place. But I feel the Lord is saying, he's about to lead you into significant assignment that will break enemy ground but the way he will do it, it, it will be very sly. Because you're, 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 you're not like me. I'm, a, I'm one of those loud guys, those crazy guys, right? But he's, he's a silent assassin. Does that make sense? He's like a silent assassin. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, devil, you are in trouble. For the Lord is unleashing a silent assassin into the kingdom of darkness. Who would, who would just be able to, 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 to stealth mode into the kingdom of darkness and break ground for the Lord? The work that has been done in the secret place is now about to be rewarded publicly. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you protect him. Protect his loved ones. As he goes on this assignment. And what you will find is just in the normalcy of your life. Normalcy of life. You get promptings to say things, to do things for the Lord. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Just do it. Just get it done. And as that continues to happen in your life, the assignment will just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The higher he elevates you to go, the lower you need to go and be humble in his presence. Because that's where the secret is. So do it for him, Lord, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I have a, I have, I have a message in that, 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 that will have to come out somehow. I don't know how that's going to happen. But are we okay to just, just do what the... Well, I don't know where this is going to go. I know you guys have things in an orderly fashion. But my order is kind of different to yours. My order might look a bit like disorder to you, but trust me, there is some order in the chaos. Because we serve a God who saw chaos and he made something that was beautiful. Just look at my life. He saw chaos. And he allowed his spirits to move. And things just shifted. Are you together? Can you guys come up here, please? Just hold hands, hold hands. <laughs> the secret to your success, in case you didn't know, it's right next to you.
the secret to your success, sir. That's the reason why there's been that, that's the reason why there would have been battles from the beginning. Battle after battle. Can you, can you stop laughing at me? I know it's confirmation, isn't it? It's okay. It's all right. It's okay, by the way, to laugh in the presence of the Lord. We don't need to act like it's oh gosh, you know. No, you don't need to be stiff. It's it's normal. It, it should just be very normal. And by the way, it's not just for the guy at the front with a microphone. You can put this down. And anybody can do it. Like the like Pastor Sue just said, the movement of the Holy Spirit is for all of us. It's for us. The idea, the idea is you go on that direction, I go in this direction, somebody else goes in that, and we get to impact the whole community. It's all of us. Are you two together? Can you come up, please? I need to pray for you. The resistance in the beginning. You, thank you so much for sticking with it. You could have given up. Because it wasn't easy. But now the Lord is going to reward you. Now the Lord is going to reward you. You will see the amazing things that the Lord will do. Because of your steadfastness. There's your secret weapon. If ever you Whether it's business. Whatever you want to do. That's the secret weapon. She will, she will prepare it. She will, she will cook it in the war room. In the prayer room. The things that she's been praying for. For you that you don't even know. And then you see the fruit. But the depths of her heart has been the birthing pool for the level of success. And by the way, there is more to come. There is more to come. And the Lord says, I dare you to dream bigger. Because the foundations are solid. So you can build as high as you desire because the foundations are solid. Can we pray for them? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Do it in their lives. Yes, God. Do it, do it, do it, do it for them, I pray. We keep praying for them. Hallelujah. Jesus. As you two were just standing over there, I don't know your story, I don't know your journey. Um, Are you two married yet? How long have you been married for? Four years. And have you got children? Do you want children? Are you ready for children? See, that's wisdom. Because, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I want children. Trust me. I, I, Now that I have four children, I'm like, whoo, God. <laughs> you should have warned me about this thing. Man, come on, Lord. You should have given me a bit of time, a bit of a warning shot. God wants to entrust you with very special gifts in the children that he will give you. Okay? Are you with me? How many children do you want? <laughs> She's terrified. She's like, I don't want them, but gosh, you know. How about you, sir? Because you're, you're, the, you're the analytical one. You're the one who makes sure things are clear. You know, is it really, what, how many do you want? Two or three. Shall we go with three? (laughs) Hold hands, please. Let's pray. 
Father, I thank you for your presence over their lives right now. I thank you that you see them. You see them. You see them. You see their journey. I thank you, Lord, for the marriage. Four years. I thank you for your peace and your favor upon them. And now, Lord, even as you now prepare their hearts for the fruit of the womb, I cancel every frustration. I cancel every complication. In the name of Jesus, that every single one of the promises that you have already given unto them will come to pass. Bless this union, Lord, I pray. May they fall even deeper in love with one another. To the glory of your name. Lord, in them you found a man and a woman who have really, who understand what it is to have deep intimacy with you. And I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you do it. Bless them. Bless the fruit of their womb. In the mighty name of Jesus. For every pain and every hardship they have endured, reward them with joy in the Holy Spirit. Reward them with joy in the Holy Spirit. And even for any hardship that might come, reward them, O oh God. Let them go through it with the joy of the Holy Spirit firmly fixed in their lives. This is our prayer right now. In the name of Jesus. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Imagine what would happen to our community. I don't know how many people are in the room right now. Let's say a hundred or whatever. Imagine what would happen to our community when every single one of us has made a commitment to be used and to be available for the Holy Spirit to just operate. Whether it's in the cafe, in the supermarket, wherever you are, and says, look, I know that when you're there, he's there. And part of what I want to talk to you about is is just genuinely making a commitment that says look I, I'm in Lord I, I'm in lock stock and barrel I am in and maybe just in the next few moments let's quickly do that and then we'll see what happens is that okay is there anyone in the room are you guys going really quiet on me now I'm just checking I'm just checking you know, if you want to remain standing, you can. If you want to take your seat, you can. That wasn't subtle, man. What, what was that? It was like, then, <laughs> are you? Are you? Is, is that your cue to say you're glad this is over? Wow, dude. Here I was talking about how you know your stealth mode and your release, and he's like, nah, mate, din. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Oh, man. I love the Lord Jesus and I love everything that he does. Um, and, and, and please, don't even think for a moment that we've just changed anything. We're, we are flowing in the spirit right now. This, it's just normal. Let's just be very, very normal about it and trust the Lord with it. Uh, it uh, listen, I love your pastors dearly. My wife and I absolutely adore your pastors. They are amazing. But you are blessed. God has favored you. 
you sit under an amazing anointing and amazing grace and and it's it's the lord's doing and it's the lord's favor a uh, huge thank you for for being here um this morning I, I i'm gonna have to jump through a whole lot of stuff but we we just need to to talk a little bit more about following jesus now we we need to understand that the the, the challenge we have today is using language like i'm a christian has become a little bit diluted over the years because it means so many different things to so many different people uh, you know when you when you look at the last results of the census you know people would use that kind of language are you a christian and somebody would would say yeah i'm a christian because i you know i uh, i was i was you know i i was i don't know i was I, when i was a baby i used to be taken to church by my family so i'm a christian or actually i just grew up in a christian home so i'm a christian but actually it's beyond that you and i know it's much deeper than that so so this morning i, I want to use the language um following jesus which means something completely different following jesus and that's what i want to quickly talk to you about and and, and really and truly what i want to land on uh, as quickly as possible uh, is the two arms or two strands of following jesus uh, we follow Jesus, for a lot of us, we follow him as savior, right? We follow him as savior, but today I want us to move from just following him as savior to following him as Lord. Now, if you look on the screen, it will show you um, this, the, the slide where it, it, it literally says, when you're following him as savior, it literally just means you, you are in a posture of receiving from him. Every single one of us who has given their lives to the Lord have had a moment where you said, God, I need you to save me. But here's been the challenge of our, of our Christian journey. The challenge is we have stayed in that place alone. And we have continued to walk with him just as our savior. The salvation aspect happened at the time where you gave your life to him. But now the trade, the beautiful exchange was when you would say to him, Lord, I thank you that you're my savior, but I've made a decision that I'm going to follow you as my Lord. The challenge we have today is we, when we live our lives following Jesus just as our savior, it means our posture is continuously just trying to receive something from him. And yet in that moment, he's saying, I need you to change your posture. Because when we say we are following him as Lord, the slide will tell you actually that when you're following him as Lord, it's, it's you are giving everything to him. You are giving the Lord full ownership rights to do whatever he wants. Therein lies the problem. Because we want control. Ah. He says, I need you to follow me as your Lord. Give me full ownership rights over your life. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Because I, you, the adventure that you will have with me will be nothing that you would have ever experienced in your life. Let me give you some examples of what happens when you follow Jesus as your Savior. The emphasis, number one, is on sins being forgiven. Great. We all need that, right? That's number one. 
when you follow him as savior. But watch what happens when you follow him as Lord. The emphasis is on your whole life becoming reorientated around the Lord. Not around yourself. Around the Lord. That means anything that he wants to get done, he can count on your life to do it. This is why you have those moments when you have a prompting in your heart to do something for him. And then you hesitate and you think, oh, but you know, Lord, can I do that another time? Because it's still about you. And he's saying, no, I need you. I need you to follow me as your Lord. That means I have full ownership rights. I will lead you into these different places where I can use you to advance the purposes of my kingdom. I think it will come up in a minute. The next one. Following Jesus as Savior impacts me, impacts you, and everyone. So it, it just impacts you personally. The salvation aspect is just about you. Because Jesus sees you. He says, I'm going to bring that salvation element to you. And it's just about you. But when it comes to following Jesus as Lord, that's a different ball game. Completely different. Because then he says, okay, now not only is this about you, but actually everything that God begins to do in your life has a bearing on everyone else around you. So if you want to impact your family that don't, know, that don't yet know Christ, follow him as Lord. If you want them to see the power of God in real life, in real time, follow him as Lord. Because then they will start to see just how transformational the power of God has been over your life. Because you are following him as Lord. Following him as Lord means every step that he will lead you into, it might be painful, it might be uncomfortable, it might be difficult, but you will go with him. Because you've trusted him, you know you know, like I said before, you know he's done some amazing things for you. So you know his heart for you is right. So you, you don't have a problem with saying yes to him. Is that right? When you say, yes, I'm going to follow you as Lord. He says, okay, this looks uncomfortable. This looks scary, but I'm going to go in anyway. As you do that, the people around you begin to witness the power of God at work in your life. That's why you go through circumstances and you come out of them. And people still look at you and say, how, how, did, how, how did you do that? How could you have gone through such a difficult situation and still come out the way you did? Because I follow Jesus as my Lord. The next one is when you follow him, when you follow him as savior, it is obviously deeply personalistic. It's very, very privatized. But when you follow him as Lord, I'm telling you, it's a public affair. And Jesus begins to be glorified through your life. I wonder how many of us in the room today are prepared to follow Jesus as Lord. I wouldn't even ask about following him as Savior because that's the easy part. He does everything. But when it comes to following him as Lord, we give everything. Are you with me? He says we, our lives really become about this pursuit of reflecting Jesus to the people around us. I need you to understand that 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 3 says this. I'll quickly read it. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle to uh, apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the, the justice and fairness of God, of Jesus Christ. 
Our God and Savior. May God, watch this, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. And in verse 3, which is very important, it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So everything that I'm talking to you about this morning is already in you. You, you, you don't need to go and find it elsewhere. It's, it's, it's already in you. It says, he's already given you everything you need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. That's the key. Coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Knowing him. Now, there are levels of knowing Christ. We know him through the reading of the word of God. But that's just one level. Because for some of us, it can easily be an academic knowledge where we've read our Bible, we know what the scriptures say, we can quote all the scriptures back and forth, that's not a problem. But there is another dimension of knowing him that he's requiring of us. It's the kind of knowledge of him, that experiential knowledge of him, where it takes you going through some things with him. I would have never known. I knew about the Lord doing miracles. But that was academic because I'd heard of stories from other people. I'd read about it in the Bible. But the day I allowed him to do a miracle in my life, to witness a, trans- a, a miracle of, 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 of children in my world, in our lives together, I don't need anyone else to, to try and teach me about Jesus being a miracle worker. He is my miracle worker. I know him personally as a miracle worker. When it comes to the provision, I've seen God. I'd heard about stories about God making provisions for other people. You know, I don't know, envelopes coming through the door and all kinds of stuff. And, but, but he took a time where I had it for myself. Knowing Jesus, it's about you and I opening ourselves to the experiences that would ultimately trigger the miracles. Every time a miracle comes, it it, it is preceded, it is preceded by a a willingness to put yourself on the line. It just just doesn't happen because you, you have remained in your comfort. Beacon Church, if you truly want to be a beacon in this community, this community needs the power of God to move. And in order for the power of God to move, it needs men and women who are prepared to know Jesus for who he fully is. We know him through his word, but do we really know him through our experiences of him? And that's the difference. Because the people don't want to know just about what was written about him 2,000 plus years ago. They want to know how that is being reflected in and through our lives. Oh, if they read Acts 1.8, they can see that there was a power of the Holy Spirit that moved. People were speaking in tongues and then they look at you and they say, oh, okay. That's exactly what, oh, she's, oh. Okay, so that was written over 2,000 years ago and it's happening in her life right now. Can you see that? So it becomes a lot easier for them now to to come to the word with high expectation, knowing that whatever has been written in the word of God is also manifested in and through their lives because of what you reveal to them. I love that name, Beacon. 
Now the question is, what will people see when they look at the beacon? What are people in our community going to see when they look at this beacon? It's up to you. Because the Holy Spirit is ready. Jesus has been ready for thousands and thousands of years. They're like, oh, uh, come on, launch Beacon Church. Come on, I can't, I can't wait. Come on, launch him. It's us now. It says everything that we need is that it comes through our knowledge. And the level of knowledge is dependent on our willingness to let go. One of the biggest restrictions we have as people is this thing called self-preservation. The reason why we battle with following God in <laughs> the reason why we're now in Manchester is because we already said, Lord, you have our yes before we even know what you're asking. That was easy when it was just the two of us. Now, when you have children, it's a totally different ballgame. Because I remember when the Lord said we're moving to Manchester, and I thought, oh man, this is gonna this is not gonna be fun. I, I, I wasn't a very popular dad in my home. Because I was this, I was the guy. Who was pulling my children away from their friends and their school and, and everything that they'd always known and they enjoyed and, and all of that stuff, right? But there's a price that comes with following Jesus as Lord. And because of self-preservation that is rife in our lives, we struggle with that part. But I truly believe that this morning, this afternoon, something has got to shift. Because, because, because if, if, if that shifts, it, it unlocks a whole lot of stuff, right? All of these things that we're expecting the power of God to do will come. Because there will be no limitations. So even right now, it's like, God, yeah, cool, we'll do it. We left the church in Southampton. We got somebody else in. Fine. We, we thought we were going to be in Southampton for at least 10 years. And God did an amazing work in about five years and it was done. And I remember thinking, I'm feeling a sense of transition in my heart. Don't understand this, but Lord, you have my Yes. And maybe for some of us this morning, that's your starting point. It's just saying, Lord, you know, we've never really talked about this, but I just need you to know that you have my yes. And that will unlock several different things in your life. Following, following, following. I don't think we actually understood more detail about what it means to follow until the social media age came. I think that's really helped us to get an idea. Because when we read the Bible and it talked about, oh, people were following and do, doing this and, and, and oh, these are, these are the people who sit under that rabbi or they followed that rabbi. and we, we read about it, right? But something happened when the social media age came up because we started to understand that actually who you follow ultimately shapes what you think and how you think and what you believe and why you believe it. And all of a sudden you start to realize, oh gosh, I didn't realize that as I was following this particular person, I, I, I've started to actually think like they would think. Because follow someone long enough, you begin to imitate. Are you with me? Businesses today don't invest a lot of money in traditional marketing methods anymore. They, they have now understood the value that comes with finding someone who already has a following. So they would rather pay a social media influencer to market their product because they know that that person already has a following. 
So if they pay that person hundreds of thousands, they know that if that one person says, hey, this is a great product, a hundred thousand other people will say, okay, good, because she says it's a great product, I'm going to buy it. The power of following. Now watch this. The same dynamic comes into play when Jesus says, I need followers. I need someone to follow me. He says, pick up your cross and follow me. Because followers are dangerous. Followers can make significant transformation. Even extreme terrorist groups have understood this strategy. They've understood it. They don't even need to be geographically in the same place for them to create and generate a following. But they can also cause massive devastation in other parts of the world without even lifting up their body. Because they have generated a following. They have understood the power that is in following. Now, guess what? When we today grab hold of this and say, I am going to follow Jesus as my Lord. We become armed and dangerous. Because now the Lord can deploy us anywhere he needs us to be. And he doesn't have to even think about trying to negotiate with you and negotiate with your emotions because you're busy wrapped up within yourself. And he says, no, I know that when I ask her to do something, it is done. Follow him as your Lord. That's not hard because he's already given you everything. He's given us everything. We're going to pray in a moment and we'll be done. I'd like to honor your time. Everything that we know about following has to start with information. Information is the beginning of everything. But the very same information, whether it's through the Bible, whether it's somebody else telling you their story, information, information is the beginning point. But information needs to get to a place of imitation. In order for you to get to a place where you, what you have heard, you now begin to implement and you imitate, you need to authorize that information to have an effect on your life. Right? You know, I'm a guy who loves his meat. Any meat lovers in the room? Oh, thank you. I'm in the right room. I love my meat. And, and, and as the weather is getting warmer and warmer, it's getting harder and harder for me to walk past my shed now. Because I know behind, on the other side of the shed is my barbecue stand, right? And I'm thinking, oh man, sooner or later, we will be reunited. I love my meat. But watch this. In the years, like in the last few years, there's been information, very profound information that I'm aware of about living life without eating meat. I don't like that information. No. It's great. It's important information. It's actually scientific. It's proven. It's factual. There are benefits to it. All of that stuff. I have been exposed to that information for years now. But I am still eating my meat. What's happened? Information has been left just as information. I have not authorized it to activate me into imitation. We can hear the word of God week in, week out, and it will just remain as information. 
You can hear the word of God for years. So don't tell me about how many years you've been a Christian for. I don't need to know about that. I just need to know how much of information have you activated into imitation. That's all I need to know. Because you could have been a Christian for six months and you literally heard about the Lord from information and straight away you got them into imitation and your life is completely transformed. That's the difference. Here's a question. How much of the, the, the word of God has lingered in information territory without deepening roots into imitation? As he is... So am I. As he is, so am I. He says, do this, I do that. He says, go, I go. He says, stop, I stop. But watch this. Imitation is not the end goal. No, 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 no. Because imitation is dangerous. If you stay in imitation for too long, you become a fake version of a Christian. And the spirit realm does not take kindly to those who imitate without a, a resonance with their conviction in their heart. The spirit realm does not respond well to that. So imitation is, is a gateway to what is known as integration. Imagine the word of God starting off as information, and then you say, yep, I need this to become imitation, and then, wow, you're going to go further. It's now integrated in who you are. So now when you speak, the power of God flows through you. Because it's now integrated into your life. Ah. Are you with me? I'm I'm, I'm saying all this stuff because I need you. I can't do this on my own. Pastor Sujiv and and Pastor Reshmi can't do this on their own. Charlene can't. We need everyone on deck. Information. Imitation, integration. When was the last time the word of God was integrated into your life? Do you know when you're like, oh man, I felt that. That's, that's in me now. That, I'm, that's in me. So when it comes to giving, you don't even need to think about it. It's just normal. It's like breathing. When it comes to praying, you don't even need It's like, yeah, normal. You just, you just pray. When it comes to miracles happening in your life, it's just like, yeah, yeah cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Cool. That's what we do. Did you see that miracle? Yeah, cool, yeah. All right, it's normal. Oh, man. Oh, you don't feel well. All right, okay. In the name of Jesus, be healed. See you later, mate. It's cool. I'm, I'm healed. Of course you're healed. Come on, it's all right. Of course you're healed. Of course you're healed. Do you remember the time in the Bible when the disciples, soon after Christ had ascended, and they're walking to the temple, bro. They're going to pray. And, <laughs> and these were the words. There was a beggar at the gate. He says, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm hoping that I can get something from you. And, and then what did they say? They said, silver or gold, we don't have. But what what I have what I have not what I heard 
or what I saw him do before he ascended into heaven. Uh -uh. What I now have, I give to you. Not imitation. I what I have, I now give to you. And he says, Rise up and walk. Not what I saw. And he had seen some amazing things. Not what I heard. Yeah, they had heard him some amazing things. But the decision, the crunch point was taking all they had seen and all they had heard and allowed it to be integrated into them. Now you say, what I have. We're all feeling this moment right now. It's like, oh, something has landed. I, I, I can sense it. Something has just gone, oh, it's landed. What you have. Not what you've seen before. That's all great. What do you have? What do you have? He's ready. He wants you to have all of him. That's always been the plan. He, that's what he says. He said, hey, there is no point in me staying here. It is good for you that I go. Because when I go, I will send one who will be able to, to help you process this. Otherwise, you will have indigestion. I need, I'm going to bring, his name is called the Holy Spirit. He's the one who will help with this thing called integration and then you can say yeah what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus rise up and walk what you have yeah what you have oh but I'm a mom yes what you have. Oh, but you know, I'm in a very difficult season of life. I get it. I get it. I get it. But what you have. The beauty about the Holy Spirit is he already knows all of the seasons of life that we'll go through. Every single one of them. He says, I still want you. Me too. Yes, you. Beacon Church, we are in a moment. The Lord gave me a word this morning. He said, today will be a catalytic day for this house. I might not come back again for a while. But today is a catalytic day. It's got to be a catalytic day. Something has, the moment we just had right now, it's got to literally catapult us into a different 
stratosphere do you have him because we can't imitate we can't fake it till we make it anymore we can't fake it anymore because the world is demanding authenticity prove it that's what they ask him and he says yeah yeah of course I can I can I can because what I have I give to you oh please stand with me and if you want to you can or if you are in the moment with the Lord you can remain seated it's absolutely fine it's no problem the realms of the spirit respond to the confession of your mouth when it is in alignment with the conviction of your heart you can say all the right things and you can look the part but do you have him? Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this day that you have coined as a catalytic day for this house. Father, we expect mighty, mighty stories of what people have found in you being distributed into the community that as you reveal yourself to them in greater dimension and in greater measure they too will be able to impact into the community and that lives will be transformed forever so God I pray in this place with every heart in this room right now Lord you know where we are information imitation integration do it Lord in all our lives as we pray there might be some of you in the room today do you want to you want to spend a bit more time in maybe you need me to pray the team to pray I would love to do that with you but I also want to honor time for those who need to head off and that's absolutely fine but if you do need prayer please you're more than welcome to come to the front and we can do that but before we do that I'm, I'm going to hand over back to the pastor Sujith and then he'll do what he needs to do but I'm going to, we're going to be here we're not leaving this place until every single one of you who needs ministry and prayer has received it. Yeah, I know we need to go back to Manchester tonight and it's a long drive and all of that stuff, but what would make that drive a joyful drive is knowing that the work has been done. So we are not leaving. We're not leaving until every single one of you who wants prayer has been prayed for. Lord, if you are here today and you do not know Jesus, today is a wonderful day to make a decision to give your life to Jesus. Many followers of Jesus Christ here will help you in a moment to pray a prayer. Today, make it your aim to make it a catalytic moment in your life. You'll never regret it. You'll never look back. You'll never be the same again. And today, if you do not know Jesus, I want to tell you Jesus loves you. 
he died, was buried, and is risen again. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus died, and you confess with your mouth that he rose again from the dead, then you will be rescued, saved from an old life, given a brand new identity. That which Christ has already done will be integrated into your life. Today, if you do not know Jesus, I want to lead you in a very simple prayer. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Repeat after me if you'd like to. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died, that you rose again. I give you my life and I receive yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer with conviction, belief, faith in your heart, we believe you've made a decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ. We would love for you not to be on your own, but to have help around you to help you take your next steps. Please, would you stop by the welcome booths at the back and we would love to connect with you and get to know you and bless you and walk with you. How many of you have enjoyed the Word of God today? You feel, I can just feel that God is doing something in our church and in our community. There is something about the presence of God that is so beautiful, that is so wonderful, that is so transforming, that is so life-changing. The Bible says that we must honor a prophet. A prophet should never go without honor. Dishonor is not one of the ways that we operate in the kingdom of God. And one of the ways we honor the gifts that God sends us is we bless them with everything in our hearts. For a moment, I'm going to ask you to talk to the Holy Spirit right now and see what it is that you can give to bless the ministry of Pastor Meshach, the costs that are associated with it. We want to we want to make sure that we look after them well, bless them. They have a pretty long drive, not just to Manchester. From here, they go to Essex, where they pick up their kids. It'll be an hour and a half, and then all the way to Manchester. They'll probably be spent seven, six, seven hours on the road today. But you just heard what they said, that they're not going to leave here until everybody is prayed for, everybody that wants prayer. We want to honor that, don't we? If the media team can put up the giving slide, we're going to take up a, a, an offering. Can we sing something? Can we sing something? It's Oh, I've got the mics. I've got the mics. I've got to sing. Um, but let's let's give to God. Let's uh, There's contactless machines available if you want to give. Um, if you want to go, you can head out. But like I announced earlier on, there are some Sundays we just know something is about to happen. And we want to give room for that. And the reason we're just taking a bit of a pause is for parents to go back into creche and collect their babies and their toddlers. And um, if you have children and Beacon Kids, now would be a good time to go upstairs and collect your kids. And uh, if you've got a head off, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. But we want to take time to do, allow God to do what he wants to do. If you want to give to Pastor Meshach and you'd like to give by contactless giving, why don't you raise your hands? Our volunteers will come your way with contactless machines. But why don't you take a moment right now to give whatever it is that is in your heart towards this ministry. Parents can pick up their kids and we can come back for more prayer and ministry time. Thank you so much. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for giving. You can give by text. You can give by card. You can give directly by bank uh, transfer. We can do that. And we'll have Pastor Meshach back 
and Charlene here praying for all of us. First time visitors, please uh, connect with us before you go. We would love for you to do that. Thank you so much for giving. Amazing. Maybe Joe and, and Victor, you guys can just play something. I can't think of a song. So you can just jam and give us some entertainment. Why don't you do that? You give us a beat and Joe will follow you. Go on. done. Anybody else want to give an offering? Now's the time. If you can just wave, there'll be volunteers coming away. If you've already done that through the screens, that's fine. Thank you so much. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you so much for what you've done this morning. We receive your word. We pray that it will bear fruit and we pray that in the next few moments you will speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here. God bless.